every day you have to be consistent. You want to be strong. You want to build a strong firm, a strong association, a strong foundation. You have to have that commitment and build the habits that get you there. You're listening to Be That Lawyer, life-changing strategies and resources for growing a successful law practice. Each episode, your host, author, and lawyer coach, Steve Fretzen, will take a deeper dive, helping you grow your law practice in less time with greater results. Now, here's your host, Steve Fretzen. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Be That Lawyer. As the announcer mentioned, I am Steve Fretzen, your host, and uh, love to talk about business development with lawyers. It's kind of what I do every day, all day. Uh, as you may know, I've written three books on the subject. I have this podcast. And on top of that, I'm running two very strong programs nationally right now. One of them is really revolving around coaching and training, and it's all-inclusive, really staying and like almost partnering with lawyers to help them learn all the skills they never taught you in law school and, and working with them to double or triple their books of business. That's sort of my MO. And then the other side of it is peer advisory. So I'm taking attorneys that are feeling stuck or alone, or just, they just want to continue to, to leverage business development, marketing best practices and learn from other attorneys. And I'm facilitating Rainmaker roundtables and business development roundtables as well. Both of those programs are going really, really strong. And I encourage you to reach out to me through email, steve at fretson.com. If you have any questions, you can also find more information on my website, fretson.com. But enough about me. I have a terrific and very enthusiastic, tremendous guest today. She's the CEO of Slater Success, Ivy Slater. How's it going, Ivy? Hey, Steve. Thanks for having me. Welcome. Thrilled to be here with you, you and your community. Yes, yes. My community is thrilled to have you and you've got so much to share today. Uh, do me a favor, step back and, and and give us a little Reader's Digest of your background, your past and how you came to be a great coach for, for successful people. You know, it's, it is interesting. Slate of Success has been around over a dozen years. So we're, I don't know, 13 plus years in or something like that. Never really saw I was going to be doing this. I spent over 20 years in the printing industry I built a successful seven-figure business as I was raising my kids in New York City and did it because of the value. And this, you know, goes back to remaking of the, the value of, of the strength of relationships and, you know, always being open and staying in relationships. And that's what helped me build Slater Success and build it to the company it is today. And believe me, I never saw this coming. I never saw being where I am. And I couldn't be happier because when I transitioned, I said something. I was like, I can't die a printer. There's more. <laughs> there, there, there's more. There's more to me. You know, when I look back, my kids are kind of coming into their teen years and new college would be around the corner and like be empty nesting. I was like, and I'm a printer. Yeah. And then as the transition, you know, year one, year two, year five, year eight, year 10, year 12. And you know, never been more fulfilled in helping organizations, companies, and firms truly scale, grow from the highest level leader on down and reach possibility. So, well, and not a terrible time to get out of printing, too, by the way. I don't think anybody's seen a business card in a year. So, 
Uh, <laughs> I think, yeah. I think, I think the, uh, the internet is, 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 it's, it's not, it's certainly not a dead industry. And I, my background actually is in, uh, I used to sell sign businesses. So I, I know ah. the sign industry, that's an off, well, we talk about it offline. I'm yeah. sure there's some, there's some <laughs> in there, but yeah, so, so it's really great. And, and you've also written a few books. Would you mind taking a moment just yeah. explaining and uh, sharing about those? You know, I, at my most recent book came out uh, within the last two years. It's called From the Bar to the Boardroom, Choreographing Business Success or Authentic Relationships. And I truly, you know, I was a dancer early on. I have a degree in dance. I have a degree in communications. And when I stopped and thought about how they intersected, you know, because dance is about showing up every day showing up about with consistency. It's not always about being your best every day, although you strive to be your best, but it's showing up every day and you're going to do a plie and you're going to warm up the same way and you're going to do everything, right? And when you're being a business leader, you show up with that commitment. You show up no matter what with the commitment to be as close to 100% every day. If, you, if your feet hurt, if your back hurts, right? you still show up. And I started seeing the parallels. So I, I, I was like, well, I, I, never saw, I never saw writing my first book, which is Conquering Your Fear of Money, A Woman's Guide to Business Success. I never saw writing that. And I certainly saw never writing the second one. Of course, now I'm on the third, trying to keep up with you, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> you got some work and you still have some work to do, I can tell. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, but be that as it may, of really capturing the learning lessons. So it's it's a working book. It's a workbook. Every chapter has an action, has a video, um, has something that you can move forward and take action on. And I think it's important to me to everything I put out there has a resource and an action and gives people a way to move forward. Well, I th- one of the things that drives me nuts is when I read a book and it's all 20,000 feet up, right? It's all looking down. It's all big picture. And, you know, I hate when I can take a 350, 400 page book and say, oh, well, I can do this whole book. I can say in two sentences. Well, you know, that's not a great use of my time. I'd rather have a book that has some tactical, actionable things that I can work on and try to improve and learn from. So it sounds like that's really your kind of your, your mindset as well. Absolutely. And you know what I found fun in writing it is, is I started documenting the various relationships over the years, you know, and I looked at it as a dance because relationships develop, you know, it's, it's like the one step, the two step, the, you know, the, the two step, the three step, which is I refer to as the waltz of business. And I was like, well, this one brought me here and this one brought me here and this one brought me here. And it's that spider web and it's, it, it's thick and it's rich and it, continues to give and grow. Yeah, it's really wonderful. So let's let's go into the meat and potatoes of what we want to talk about today, which is really around the seven traits of visionary leaders. And I'd like you to, if you don't mind, take some time to go through those traits. And hopefully my audience is listening, taking notes or thinking about these traits as you go through them. And, and then we can talk a little bit about, you know, what's the impact when leaders, you know, take action on these things. So whether you're looking to be a leader or you're currently a leader, Let's go through what are some of the traits that, that you talk about that uh, you work on with your clients? You know, I, I'm, I'm going to walk you through them. And, and listeners, there's, there's, there's a video on my website called The Seven Traits of Great Leaders. Feel free to download it and listen to it and capture it again if you don't have pen and paper with you. It starts with the ability to see possibility. You know, create that vision. There's so many people who 
see, you know, I'll say like a horse in a race, you know, they put the blinders on and they just keep running forward. And it's, you know, it starts in business development, business growth, expansion is that ability to see possibility and see and play big there. So, you know, for attorneys, I will always say you love the law, write down your laws, write down specific goals. Always make sure most people, I can go through their goals and I was like, we can become more specific. We can, so challenge yourself. Don't play small there either. Challenge yourself. Make sure your goals are specific and then write them down as if you're creating your laws and it's already done. Yeah. I think lawyers have waited their whole lives to write their own laws. Here, here's their <laughs> chance and they're not going to take it. You got to, you got to take it. You know, this, this coincides a lot with what I work on with people, which is, you know, essentially writing a business plan or writing a marketing plan or setting goals and having things written down and how that coordinates with your calendar, how that coordinates with, right. you know, getting things done in, 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 in taking action. So if you want to become a business developer, for example, you can say someday I want to be a great business developer. And that's, you know, that's that 20,000 foot view. But what you're talking about is is the actionable things that we can do to try to move the needle and and slowly as quickly as you can to to get where you want to go. You know, and I, and I do this on every call, whether it's a group call, whether it's private clients, whether it's big clients, corporations, it doesn't matter. But I end every call with, what have you taken away, and what actions are you taking? So, what are those actions that's going to lead you to achieve those goals? Whether it be a a day, a week, a month, a quarter. You know, and you're right. You have to, you know, point number three, you've got to write, you got to create a plan. Your plan, you want to look at your financial strategy. You want to work, look at your marketing strategy, your business development strategy, your sales strategy, how your team and, and how that will expand with it. And then I'll also say in that plan, look at the mindset around success. You know, there's, there's a strong thing I believe if we believe we're going to achieve something, there's no surprise that we achieve it. When we believe something's going to be challenging or difficult, there's no surprise when it's challenging or difficult. When we believe something is impossible, it's not shocking when it's not. Hmm. Yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah, so we've got we've to have that belief, but more importantly, we have to you know, act on the behaviors to support that belief, right? I mean, belief is only great, if, you know, when you take action to support it and, 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 and allow it to happen. That's right. You need a, tan a tangible plan. What exactly you're going to do? How many networking groups are you going to be showing up in? Are you going to over-network? Are you going to actually create the time to actually do one-on-one -on -one conversations to truly get to know people? You know, are you going to be speaking at a, you know, are you going to be speaking on panels or at associations? Like what is your strategy? What's your plan of action? Yeah. You know, and then we look at building great habits because just tossing out some ideas without the habits that has, uh, has that. And there's that dancer in me, right? That habit of every day you do a plie, right? Yeah. So today at my age, I might not do a plie, but with, you know, I'm doing squats, which is, you know, a modern plie. Um, <laughs> There you go. Right? Every day, you have to be consistent. You want to be strong. You want to build a strong firm, a strong association, a strong foundation. You have to have that commitment and build the habits that get you there. What? Let me ask you this. What are one or two elements of creating a habit? I, I've got some ideas about this and things that I've worked on with my clients. How do you help a client create a positive habit? 
creating positive habits is about creating consistency. Okay. A consistency and accountability, especially when the habit could be challenging to a person. So if we take something out of context of business for a moment and say somebody wants to create a habit of exercise, you know, oh, this pandemic, it's been a long ride. I've been sitting a lot. I used to walk New York City. I used to walk Chicago. I used to walk San Francisco, right? You know, all, all this, right? How can we create a habit? Well, I might not walk 10 miles a day anymore, five miles a day or two miles, but what can I do? Maybe in between breaks, I could walk around the block. Okay. Right. So you can create the small actionable steps. Don't look to climb the mountains. Small actionable steps that you're being held accountable to and that you could then build on. Yeah, that's really great. And I think that the, the, the yeah, people that set these big, big, you know, nasty goals that are, that are scary up front and they end up never getting done. And if they just started getting into a rhythm of doing something positive, something, you know, you don't have to drive 80, you could drive 20, you know, but, but get out there and drive and, and hit the pedal and see what happens. Uh, it's certainly going to me if I do 10 pushups and 10 sit-ups a day, maybe not a thousand, that's still something. It's 10 more than doing none. It's 10 more than nothing. Yeah. You know, and, and the same thing in business building activities, if you take a baby step and you're consistent taking those baby steps, you know, the turtle or the hare who wins the race, those baby steps count. The turtle always does. Yeah. And I don't think the hair's too bright because he probably could have <laughs> won no problem, but that's a different story. So building good habits is, is important. What do we, what do we have next? Relationships. Oh, I truly, truly in my heart of hearts. And one of the reasons I wrote my last book is to me, relationships are the golden ticket to success. It's not about, you know, and people ask me like, well, how do I know who's a good relationship? How do I know this is going to be valuable? Sometimes you don't, sometimes you don't for a while, but here are some things that you can actually play with. One, I have to like a person. That helps. <laughs> and do business with people I don't like. That helps. You know, Steve, Steve and I, we were connected to, you know, through a mutual contact, a mutual friend, a colleague, and we had this conversation. We both had so much fun on. Yeah, we did. And from there, we're here today, but that wasn't the goal when somebody connected us. The goal was like, gee, you two should meet. You have great synergy. Yeah. And, and here we are, and there'll be probably be more things we're playing together with because who knows, but you have to start by liking somebody and then you have to actually take the time to get them to know them, see how you could be a resource for them. How can you help them? What's going on in not just their business, but their real life, their other life, right? We're one person with many sides. True relationships aren't built on just business. They were built on the holistic, the whole person. Yeah, I think that's that's an interesting. So it's 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 like it's it's is this someone you can trust? Is this someone you have common maybe com some common interests or at least common, you know, attitudes about things, right? You know, if I'm super negative and angry all the time and you're super positive and bubbly, you know, that's that's not going to go very well <laughs> for very long. So we we do we do try to find people that are like us and when we do that, it could be a business relationship, could be a personal relationship, it could be a mix but it has to start somewhere. And I think we have to, you know, get out there and meet good people. And, and I also try to qualify too, not qualify at, you know, hey, is this person going to hire me or anything like that, but qualify 
through the people that you know that this person is, you know, quality, quality person. And they're, they're, they're someone that would add value and, and you could add value for. And that's when we got set up, that's how that, that worked. And it's, it's proven out so far. So we keep it going and we see where it leads, uh, but, but better than it never having happened in the first place. It's so true. And, you know, a bunch of years ago, I was brought in to facilitate something for an association. And, you know, as an add-on, they're like, oh, we're doing some networking. I was like, oh, would you like me to facilitate that as well as, you know, an added bonus kind of thing. So I have this group of people and they're all by rote about to pass, holding their business cards, ready to pass them out saying, this is who I am. This is what I do, you know, blah, 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 blah. And it was completely dry. And they start going around the circle and we go around the circle. I'm like, okay, now we're going to stop this nonsense. I was like, I want everybody to share. And I just, I don't know, I pulled something out of my, you know, the expertise hat. And I said, share two things the next time we go out around, share a hobby and share what drove you to show up at this meeting. Mm, I like it. So you're, you're putting something out in front of them. That's going to, that's going to force the subject for people to get to know them. Correct. And, you know, by the time we were halfway through the level of engagement went from like one, two to, you know, Oh, an 11 past that 10. And when the session was over, you know, they're like, no, 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 you guys have to leave the room. And and they weren't leaving. They were completely <laughs> engaged. They they weren't just passing business cards. They were creating follow-up in that moment because they were true engagement. So, you know, that importance of real relationships is where we see the real results. Wonderful. Wonderful. What do we have? What do we have on tap next? You know, the, the next two, the last is communication. I do a bunch of communication trainings for organizations and law firms and, you know, for every attorney knows it's so important that they listen to the client, right? You want you want all levels of listening. You want to hear with your ears. You want to hear with your eyes, right? Our, our verbal cues, hear with an open heart, hear with our gut. But so often now we transfer it to business building and they lose that skill set. They're so busy, ready to pitch. They're ready yeah. to talk. And how to truly embrace communication and be, you know, a high-level listener and truly get all the levels, you know, from the ears to the eyes to the heart and the gut and hear what somebody not just is saying, but is underneath that and the level underneath that. So true, true, strong communication skills. And something that I try to instill in my clients is to understand not only to ask great questions, but but treat the person a little bit like a, like you're a therapist, and most lawyers are, uh, yeah. you know, legal therapists. And so, you know, yeah, you might start with, um, oh, my problem is my partner is going to take a bunch of business out of the out of the you know out of the out of the company and and leave me high and dry. Well, that's the problem. That's why the person's talking to a lawyer, but where the lawyer should go is asking those questions to go deeper and deeper and deeper and understand, you know, when this all started, how did this start? What's your relationship? When did you first get, you know, when that this might be an issue? What are the warning signs? Do you have some examples? That's always a good one. Good question to ask. And, and if, if this actually happened, how would it impact the business and you personally? And when all of that's being laid out, right, not only, does the lawyer know so much more, but also the, the relationship to your point is so much stronger because 
you know, it's, it's like a therapist hearing you share all your, you know, confidential information about your life. You know, you're not going to want to go find another therapist after that. You're kind of very comfortable with the person who just listened to you and empathized and, and, and sort of you feel gets you or understands you. So that's the skill that we're talking about. Right. And that needs to be honed. It can't be left aside just because it's not in, inside of a courtroom or a deposition. Exactly. You know, it, it's not something that gets turned on and off. It's something that is. And it's, it comes from a place of heart, curiosity, and um, that's where it can build from. But great listeners build, who build great relationships will have great success. Yeah, that's, that's wonderful. And, and again, just really important for all the lawyers listening to uh, under, hopefully you're listening, right? Cause that's what we're talking about at this very moment that you're, you're considering, you know, when you walk into a new meeting, whether it's a networking meeting or it's a pitch meeting, what's called a pitch meeting, which I hate, but that's what, what lawyers call it. You know, how much listening are you doing? What's the ratio of how much you're talking and how much you're listening. And if it is, if it's 80, 20, meaning you're listening 80 and they're talking or you're listening 80 and they're talking 20, or no, they're talking 80, you're listening 20. Hold on a second. Yeah. Come on. Yep, you're All right. right. They're talking 80, you're listening 20. They're talking 20. 80, you're listening yep. 20. That's that's the ratio. If you're if it's if it's not that ratio, you may want to consider these are skills that are learned and these are skills that you can build. Uh you don't you're not born with good questioning skills. That's not a not a thing. So, you know, between Ivy and myself and others that that teach communication and and, and import, more importantly, questioning. This is something that you want to become really, really good at doing for every purpose, even if it's just personally, you know, asking your spouse a good question or asking a deeper question so that, again, you're getting into more interesting conversations. And, you know, you reminded me of, you know, somebody has asked, I said, well, you know, I'm going to go to this networking. I want to prepare. What should I say? Right. Mm-hmm. What should I say? And I What's say the infomercial? Them, right. That's what they want to know. Yep. Um, and I was like, write, write down three questions and come back to me. Three questions you want to know from the people you're talking to. But wait a second. I need to know what to say to them. And then you would, <laughs> we're having a whole thing now. <laughs> and you exactly. Say, and I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. But give me those questions again. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. oh, so what do you do? And I'm like, yeah, that's kind of boring. Uh, what else do you want to know? And, you know, and then, and then we, you know, you and I, we coach them on bringing out like, why do you do what you do? What intrigues you? What makes you like that? Yeah. And the, be- the best part and the, and the most important part is if, 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 if you don't mind me chiming yeah. in here and that when you know more, you actually are going to produce a better infomercial. You're going to produce a better infomercial or, or elevator pitch or whatever you want to call it, because now you know something or, or number of things about that individual and you can tweak your, uh, your, what you say to be more in line with them, to be more in line with either their needs or who they might want to you know, how they might want to connect with you because you, you're, you're, you listen first and then you respond, which is always a better way to go than just, you know, showing up and throwing up, if you will. You know, I, I love that you said elevator pitch. So I'm going to, I'm going to date myself here. Okay. Is it called a stairs pitch? Like we're going back before <laughs> elevators? <laughs> Not that bad. Okay. All right. But in the early, in the early days of printing, you know, there was no security in, in buildings and you used to go out and I, I was told, you know, go build a book of business. And I said, where should I get started? And they said, well, there's the yellow pages of the pavement, pick one. So I picked the pavement. Well, I actually picked calling every relationship I knew in my previous job to help 
create a book of business as a printer. But I, I was in my fair share of elevators. And there was no security in the buildings. And, you know, people would come in. If it was like one of me and one, one another person, I'd say, you know, oh, what floor are you going to? Oh, what, what's the company that's up there? What do, you, what do you do for them? You know, what makes you like what you do here? And, and, you know, and I was just curious, you know, if I was if I was taking the elevator up in the Chrysler building or the Empire State building or whatever. Yeah, had a, it's New York City. You had a good bunch of floors very often to have a, a 30 second, truly under a minute conversation. And I never pitched a thing. I was just like, you know, tell me about like, you know, what, tell me a little bit about. Oh, wow. That sounds like a really cool organization. I'm really impressed. Right. It led to a conversation that then they wanted to know more about me. Hey, you, you, where are you going? Right. Uh, that's what an elevator pitch was about when I truly did ride the elevators. It was never about pitching myself. It was about the curiosity of where people were going. Yeah. And today, if you try pitching someone in an elevator, it's not that they don't care. They're looking at their phones. They're looking yes. at the at the video screen in the actual <laughs> elevator. Like, forget it. You're not going to get anyone's attention in an elevator these days. So, so, so true. Yeah. So, so what's our last, uh, your last trait that you want to share about uh, what makes a, a visionary leader? You know, here, here, you know, the true key to success, and, and this is the punch at the end, showing up every day, every moment with what, with a, what can I do attitude. And you know, listeners, we all, you know, nobody saw the pandemic being what it is. Nobody pictured us being all these months, year later and more. Okay. Yet many of us have created amazing businesses, have created amazing opportunity this year because we've shown up with a, what can I do attitude? There's always going to be obstacles. There's always going to be challenges. Okay. If, you know, there's going to be traffic on the way downtown here, there's always going to be something. The question is, how do you navigate it? And, you know, my hugest point is when we show up every day with a what can I do attitude, we show up with a way to see a solution. And through that solution, you create results. Yeah, that's really wonderful. It's, um, it's true. I think there's so many people that have either redefined themselves or they've uh, creatively shifted. I'm not going to say pivot, but shifted to, yeah, right. It's overused uh, to what they need to be, who they need to be, what their business needs to be, uh, whether it's lowering your costs, it's improving your marketing, it's launching something that you weren't able to do before. You know, a lot of people are finding new jobs. It's going to be a very expansive job market, uh, you know, with, with, with whether that's a political thing or whether that's a uh, economy thing or or just the way the world is trending. So that's really important to have that can-do attitude. So you work with people on all of these, uh, on these traits to help them to be a stronger person, better business person, better leader. What's the impact of of people that that use these traits and take it to heart and actually execute? What are you seeing with, with the people you're working with that kind of, um, you know, maybe you have a story or an example that you could provide? You know, uh, yeah, there's, there's always a story in my book. It's a variety of clients in the past year. I'll give you one in particular. One is a seasoned leader of a law firm, has owned an, her own firm for eons, got it? And we had a meeting on May 13th last year, and her biggest fear was, here we go, 2008 all over again. 
am I too old for this? How am I going to navigate this? And, and, uh, and she went down seeing what we refer to as a limited belief, because this happened, it will happen again this way. Mm-hmm. And we, we did an immediate shift. You know, we, we put through the C possibility, creating specific goals. We had a leadership meeting with her top tier, with the leaders of her organization. This one was assigned this in marketing. This one was assigned this, right? And, and everybody, there was a plan of action. Habits and accountability were in place. Relationships were leveraged, touched on. She goes, well, what am I going to do as the leader of this firm? You're giving assignments to everybody. Well, what about me? And I was like, I want you to call every person you know in a book that you've done business with in the last 365 days. And she goes, oh, and then what? And I was like, and then the 365 days before that. And I was like, when you get to three years out, talk to me. She goes, that's going to take me months. I said, that's okay. You know, when 2020 concluded and we created the goals for 2021 this year, their firm were like, was truly like, we thought we were going to tank. We thought we were going to move in the, in this in a downturn direction. Instead, we've never veered from a growth path. You know, we we hit things we never thought we can hit during this time, and now they're stepping into twenty twenty one in expanding possibility and doing it all over again. Yeah, and that's and that's not only beautiful, but that's what people are are you know they figuring out that that they're you know when when bad things happen we end up stronger. It's just, it's just, that's just human behavior for certain people. Other people are going to fold like a house of cards. Uh, however, <laughs> most of the people those I, other people who don't have you and I in their lives. Well, that's it. If you don't have, if you're not working with me or Ivy, forget that's it. it. But, but at the end of the day, listen, I think that there's opportunities for people to, you know, always to improve. You're improving. I'm improving. And we need people in our lives that advocate for us and partner with us to make us better and stronger. And, and we do that for our clients. And so it's really, you know, it's, it's, there's a lot of different people to choose from. There's no shortage of people that, that can do, but you got to find someone that's a good fit for you. And uh, if people are, are, are like what you've said today, and they're interested in hearing more about what you do or want to connect with you directly, Avi, how do they, how do they get in touch? Easiest thing to do is to go to slatersuccess.com. You know, really nice, really nice website, really clean, well put Thank together. You. Yeah. Thank you. And there's some resources. As I mentioned, there's the video on the seven great traits of great leaders. If you, you know, you want to study it and like kind of say, okay, I want to write it down. I want to create my goals, pause it, use it as a resource. A complimentary chapter from the bar to the boardroom is there. So also to see like what that book is about, if it's of interest to you. Most importantly, I'm out, I'm here. I am a resource, you know, it, it brings me joy to be able to be a resource and help others. You have a question, go to the website, hit contact and write me a note. I'm going to write back to you. I'm going to schedule that call. It's what I believe in, in building relationships. And you practice what you preach. A, a thousand percent. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. And you're, you're a pleasure. And this was, I think, incredibly helpful for everybody listening and, uh, and I just appreciate you and what you do and, and you're taking some time for, for, for me and my show. Steve, thank you. I adore what you do. And I am so grateful that we were introduced and we're going to continue to build our relationship on these podcasts and definitely off them.
Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and hey, everybody, thank you for listening and spending some time with Ivy and, and myself today. The goal, obviously, to be a stronger leader, to, to build stronger relationships and follow those seven traits. And again, to be that lawyer, someone who's confident, organized, and a skilled rainmaker. Take care, be safe, be well. Thanks for listening to Be That Lawyer, life-changing strategies and resources for growing a successful law practice. Visit Steve's website, fretson.com, for additional information and to stay up to date on the latest legal business development and marketing trends. For more information and important links about today's episode, check out today's show notes.